0: Hello there. My name is Justine and I am the host of the For the Love of Yourself podcast. I am a certified holistic health coach and I am passionate about helping you become the best version of yourself by becoming confident in your body through food freedom, intuitive eating and manifestation. This podcast was made to help you change your mindset around traditional diets as well as traditional ways of living. I hope you find exactly what you needed to hear today in order to help change your life. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. I'm talking a little bit like quieter, so it might sound like I'm kind of at a whisper, Um, that's because I'm in a very echoey room and the reason being I need to charge my phone I record these on my phone and uh, I don't have a plug in my closet so we just got to work with what we have available and that's how we run business here so with that being said let's get on to today's episode which is all about how we can in quotes like cure the obesity epidemic now this is a term that's thrown around quite often and from the outside if you don't like know anything about nutrition or psychology behind nutrition you don't really second guess this you're like oh my gosh yes this big percentage of the population is overweight to very overweight to obese to morbidly obese And this is something we need to fix because obviously being that overweight is not healthy. So I'm going to approach this whole idea and give you guys a new viewpoint on why this necessarily isn't so true and why it's not that easy to fix and kind of give you a new view on like, oh, that's why we haven't been able to fix it because we've been approaching it from the wrong way. And... I wanted to bring this up because I hear people who have very similar views that I do in a lot of areas of life, they still have this very like close-minded, one-sided view of being overweight and being obese and, in quotes, prom- promoting obesity. There is this one-sidedness when it comes to being overweight and being obese and being like, you... Sim, like you obviously need to see your body is wrong you need to fix yourself you need to be healthy blah 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 so i have few starting questions if you have this mindset or you know somebody who's in this mindset maybe you can ask them this if you don't have the same views as them or maybe you're like yes this is an issue i want you to just have an open mind like we're having a conversation and just listen to what i have to say because I once was very much like you. If you have this point of view where you're like, obviously, yes, you need to fix it. Um, These people need to be held accountable, blah, blah, blah. So the first question I would ask you is, why is it any of your business? First off, I know, cliche, but like for reals, why is it concerning to you if somebody has poor health? somebody you don't know like a stranger why is it concerning to you now there's obviously a lot of answers that you can have but realistically like i i don't i mean i always like to compare this to like smoking when i see a smoker i'm not like 100 disgusted by them and like oh my gosh like You're doing such poor things for your health. Don't you know that? Don't you know what happens to you when you smoke? Like giving them all the facts and like how they should stop? Well, they obviously know that. They're not stupid. But then again, we know it's not that simple. So when we fat shame somebody or like health shame somebody, it's not really getting them anywhere. And if you know anything about like the subconscious mind and having people make long lasting sustainable changes... Which is like the field of work I'm in when it comes to health, this approach of you just need to work out more, you need to eat better, you need to eat less, Um, you're gross because you don't do that, whatever. It doesn't push anyone forward because if it really was that easy, we wouldn't have this problem is basically what I'm trying to get at today. So that's the first question I would want you to ask yourself or somebody else um the second question is kind of piggybacking off of this if it really were that simple why is this still an issue and really ask yourself that like what are the probabilities maybe get in the mindset of somebody who is obese or morbidly obese and ask yourself how did they get there how did they allow themselves to get there? What could have happened in their life, or is happening in their life, to get them to that point in their lives? And the answers vary extremely. Even though I've only worked with a handful of people, um, I've actually never worked with somebody morbidly obese. But I, you know, do a huge part of my business is like educating myself in these areas. And there's so many reasons why this can happen um a really good book um i'll leave it in the show notes i can't um i can't remember the title of it right now but there's this really good book about this topic in particular coming from someone who um basically held on a lot of weight because of trauma in her life um and it just goes to show you that there's so many different life paths on why this can happen So those two questions are really what I want you to ask yourself before diving into this conversation. I have shared this story a couple times, um, but I feel like nobody, like, truly understands the severity or, like, the deepness of my emotions when I share this story. So some of my earliest memories of, like, me being, I guess, like, I guess like a healer you can say the first signs of me being an empath is actually around obese people and i'm not really too sure why but i have very early memories of me seeing an obese person eating these foods that i obviously know aren't necessarily the healthiest things for us to eat like mac and cheese, mashed potatoes with a bunch of butter on it, a bunch of bread, pizza, etc. cetera. Um, seeing an obese person sitting at a table eating these foods. And, you know, they could have been having like a good time being happy with their um, people that they're with. Um, but I always would get like this really, like this dark, deep pit in my stomach and this like super deep rooted sadness in me. And I never understood what that was, but this has carried through my whole entire life. I've always felt like this, even if someone wasn't super overweight, even if they were just like overweight, um, but they were like eating McDonald's, I would get the same exact emotion. This literally still happens to me, Um, but it doesn't happen so severely because now I kind of understand them a little more, but I don't want you to just be like, oh, just like feel sad for fat people because they're like eating fast food no that's not it um for instance this man who i did not really like that much um his presence kind of bothered me and also when i would see him eat this you know fast food food that wasn't good for him it made me completely forget the kind of harsher feelings I may have ever had for him and completely be filled with empathy and sadness. And I guess just empathy is a good word. Um, And that's the empath in me, like feeling his like incomplete feelings for himself, not loving his life fully not being super happy in the body he's in and using food in some way, shape or form. That could either be to cope with past traumas, current traumas, to cope with his emotions, um, to just feel a dopamine hit, whatever the case is that he's using food for, that's what I've always been able to feel. It's the fact that there's something in that person's life isn't whole and I can see that food in some way was filling a void. Um, And there's many different obstacles for that. So That brings me to me Then going into the health field and study nutrition science So with this in mind, I always was like the health conscious person in my family I always was like the healthier one in my family, whatever and then this Uh, obviously because of where I am, it led me into studying nutrition science and being in the health field and wanting to become a dietitian. So when I was going to school, my undergrad to eventually graduate and become a dietitian, I, I didn't know exactly the depth of food and relationship with food and the reasons we eat things. I always saw it as one-sided, like you choose to eat healthy or you choose not to be healthy. I believed that you had to have willpower in order to be healthy and stop these poor habits and that it should be an easy fix and people are making it too difficult on themselves. These exactly. are beliefs I had. These are beliefs everyone that I went to school with had um that basically we should just have enough willpower and strength and motivation and habits to get us through those times to make us healthy and if someone's not healthy like they have diabetes or they're obese you know we'll just like deal with them it's basically what i was being taught and i i didn't understand why i was being taught that at the time but now looking back it's 100 percent because the fda funds all these programs of course um but going to school, I at that point was vegan. If you've heard this story before, you already know the depth of it. But I I saw that there was this really big disconnect with what I was reading in textbooks, what my dietitian professors were teaching me, and the homework I was given, the test I was given, all of this stuff. It just there was a lot to read in between the lines that wasn't being read. That's kind of how I saw it. I never really understood the term, like read between the lines. I didn't get that until I started taking nutrition science, nutrition, like nutrition for diseases, nutrition for medical nutrition therapy, that's what it's called. Until I started taking medical nutrition therapy, I didn't really understand like the depth of the job, basically, I keep using the word depth. I don't know why. I saw like I was reading between the lines like I said I was noticing these connections that nobody else was noticing um specifically it started with you know like all of these diseases and illnesses that we were learning about all of them were caused by animal products very rarely they were caused by plant products and like plant foods and I was vegan at the time and we were still told that promoting and sharing with clients slash patients vegetarian or vegan diets was unethical and none of it that made sense. So that's really what tipped me off and set me on edge to leave school. Um and then that brought me into going more the route of a nutritionist, holistic nutritionist and health coach and I learned about intuitive eating, and that's what really set me off because I was still learning about all the food stuff. Like everyone that went to my school and studied nutrition, they didn't get the same takeaway that I got about like, oh my gosh, there's so much like psychology and trauma and healing to be had with food and the reasons we eat certain things, but that's not what my program was about at all. That's just what I took away from this one class that I took, this one like in-depth course, And that's what I started digging deeper and discovering more on my own after I graduated. So that is a missing link that I was looking for. Because obviously, (laughs) with so many registered dietitians and so many medical professionals, they all have the same answer. You need to eat healthier. You need to eat more fruits and vegetables. You need to cut back on whatever they choose to cut back on that day, carbs or fat um stop the alcohol, um exercise more, walk more, lose the weight essentially is the answer. And again, you can Google search how to lose weight in a healthy way and a million and one answers will come up. So many diets will come up and you will probably lose the weight. But remember diets have oh my gosh I'm forgetting this a 96% failure rate which means you gain the weight back. So why are we giving the solution to the, in quotes, obesity epidemic as losing weight? We know that losing weight or going on a diet to pursue weight loss and purposely lose weight has an insanely high failure rate and it actually has a high rate of you gaining back more weight and keeping weight on your body easier. So here's where my stance comes in. I argue and say that I do not think obese people have never been on a diet. Do you think that? I'm not sure what other people think, but I feel like it's like We assume they don't try hard enough or they haven't tried enough times. But with the data that we have, (laughs) with the failure rate of diets for weight loss, you'll gain the weight back, aka fail the diet, 96% of the time. I think it's 96 to 98. I can't remember right now. And two-thirds of the time, or like two out of three times, you're going to gain back more weight than what you have lost. So say somebody loses 50 pounds, they're gonna gain back 70. And that happens two out of three times you go on a diet. And every time you decrease the longevity of your diet, so say you were able to lose 50 pounds the first time and you were able to keep it off for three years, then you gain back 70, let's say you gain back 55 pounds. You're like, okay, I'm five pounds heavier than I started. Then you go on a diet, you lose 50 pounds again, but then you are only able to keep that off for maybe a year and then you gain back 65 pounds and then you do it again. So you lose 50 pounds again, you can only keep it off for maybe six months and then you gain 70 pounds. That's what happens every time. So, (laughs) why? are medical and health professionals promoting this broken cycle and that was essentially like what I was looking for when I was going to school but that's not what I was being taught at all. I had to learn all of this on my own and so what I found through clients who um, struggle with keeping weight off and losing weight and just being happy and confident in in their bodies Um, And I bring that up because being happy with your body and respecting your body and honoring your body takes you much further in your health journey than despising your body. And when we fat shame people, when we health shame people because they're obese, one, it's not a surprise. They know it. They live in their bodies. And two, it makes them feel ashamed and embarrassed to be in their bodies and you cannot make long lasting change if you feel ashamed and embarrassed of yourself it's not long lasting at all and again, I'm going to remind you you it's possible you can lose all the weight and get to a thinner body and lose that hundred pounds one hundred and eighty pounds whatever. but the <laughs> the failure rate for a diet sometimes takes five years to kick in, so you can keep that weight loss. keep the weight loss you can keep it off for five years and then gain it all back and that's what i'm trying to get at here so we have this in quotes epidemic but we're actually going backwards and the more diets that come out the more nutrition science that comes out the more weight loss tools we have the higher rates of obesity we have and obesity and like all these weird like weight problems eating disorders all these things they're at an all-time high in diets are at an all-time high the diet and beauty industry are at an all-time peak and high with how much money they make every year so i want you to use your critical thinking skills is this working is this the right thing to do is it really just that easy i can tell you right now it's not that easy it never has been that easy and it's not going to get any easier if we keep going down this route. And that's why I have this podcast. That's why I work with clients because I've seen firsthand that even me, like I never got super overweight, but I was overweight at one point and even getting down that small, it wasn't enough to be long lasting and it didn't make me feel better about myself and it didn't make me respect my body. So I wasn't going to keep up with it. And that's why you'll see a lot of people get heavier as they age because it's just like, it's exhausting <laughs> to despise your body that much to put it through that much stress. Because when you diet and you restrict yourself, you are putting stress on your body and you are starving it. So how do we solve this in quotes problem? We need to take like 10 steps back first of all. And we need to realize that what we've been doing is not working anymore anymore. It's very generous. It hasn't ever been working. So what do we need to do? We need to take a different approach. Simply telling someone to lose weight or to go on a diet or eat healthy in means of weight loss isn't sustainable. The science shows it. The numbers show it. People's lives show it. Our experiences show it. So what do you do instead? You take a different approach and you figure out why it's difficult why are you holding on to the weight and i know much easier said than done but that's really what it comes down to and there's so many reasons for why somebody will hold on the weight but let's take it back to that story i told you of the man eating the mcdonald's the fast food I don't know much about him, but I do know that he he worked really hard. He um, put a lot of stress on his body every day. I'm assuming he didn't have a lot of money because of how many extra hours he always wanted to work, etc. He was angry all the time. He was on edge. Um, he just overall didn't seem very happy and grateful so that could bring us down many paths to conclude about his life um you know maybe his home life isn't great maybe he had a poor upbringing not poor but like maybe he had a hard upbringing as a child maybe he lost a parent maybe he lost a child and then so that's just like life in general so maybe he's using food to cope Or maybe um, he's overweight and he's unhappy in his body, so he shows up in these negative ways. And maybe he is overweight because one time when he was little, somebody told him he was fat or that he needed to start watching what he ate or maybe his parents restricted his food. There's so many reasons to why somebody is where they are. And again, I've only worked with a handful of people, but there's so many different life paths on why somebody chooses to hold on to the weight and despise healthy food and use food to make them feel better and to use food as a coping mechanism and to, in quotes, not have any willpower or just not respect their bodies. There's so many reasons. So this is what I felt my heart was missing when I was going to school to be a dietitian and that's why I left because I knew that what I was doing, what I was learning was a waste of my time at the time. Um, If you're going to school for this, bless up, I honor you. But for me at the time, it was a waste of my time because I knew there was something deeper to be learned and said and healed and I found it and this is it. So we essentially need to heal people and heal the problem because it's not a choice of like disobedience or rebellion or laziness or lack of care because I can tell you right now, even within the like fat acceptance movement and fat positive movement, people aren't happy being disliked And people generally are attracted to and like smaller bodies more. And that's the issue that we're seeing. And this is like, this topic is so, so, so much bigger than what I'm saying in this episode. But people in larger bodies don't feel accepted fully and happy and 100% attracted or attractive or like, people, like every single person doesn't find them attractive because of their bodies. Like there still are people who discriminate against them. And wouldn't we all choose to not be discriminated against? And again, I'm not saying a smaller body is a better body. Because that's like the opposite of what I teach my clients and how I help my clients heal. But I'm saying in general, from the population stance, there is discrimination against larger bodies. And that's wrong. So why do we think that it's such an easy fix? And why is it becoming a problem more and more so over time? It's because we're not fixing the problem. We're not finding the root of the problem and fixing it. And I'm not saying being fat is a problem, but I'm saying the in quotes problem of the in quotes obesity epidemic is... Like, that's the problem. The fact that we think it's an obesity epidemic and we need to, like, fix people simply by, like, promoting better health and promoting these wellness products and promoting these exercise plans and these meal plans and these diet pills and surgeries. That's the problem. Because that is feeding in to what we think that actual problem is. We think the problem is... The rise in obesity and the rise of obesity killing people. But the problem is how they're getting there. None of this diet shit is working. (laughs) It's so fascinating that nutrition science is one of the newest sciences out there. (laughs) Yet we're so fucking unhealthy. So your takeaways from this episode. Health goes beyond what you choose to put in your mouth i always say this this is like the number one reason i left school health goes beyond what you choose to put in your mouth it always has been it always will be so you need to fix the root problem you need to get to the root discover it revisit it heal it and then have your tune-ups that's what i do with my clients we figure out what started this all why do you feel this way what's causing you to feel this way currently what do you need to work around what do you need to heal what do you need to forgive let's do that forgive heal work grow then you live life and then you're like oh no this isn't healed all the way so then we do our tune-ups we fix it and you're going to be doing these tune-ups probably for the rest of your life but the beauty is That once you figure it out, it's like such a light bulb aha moment. Like, oh my gosh, that was the scenario that caused me to hold on to all this weight and to despise my body and to use food as a coping mechanism. Oh my gosh, like how silly was that? Or even on the other end, like, wow, that was really traumatic and I didn't realize that's why I was doing this. And then you heal it and you're like, wow, I'm so thankful that I, you know, had the strength and the courage and the support to look at those old wounds and to choose to heal them. And now I'm healed and I'm gonna continue growing and continue healing from now on. And having that first moment of finding the root cause of whatever issue, and this particularly with food and weight, It's so beautiful to be like, wow, it wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I can keep going. I can keep doing this. I can keep healing. I can keep growing. I can keep fixing. Um, And that's why I love my job. It's because I am your support because that can be intense sometimes. But if you want to have this long lasting sustainable change, that's what you have to do. You have to go through those steps. You have to open up those old wounds and fix them because society tells us to just push down the old wounds and to forget about it but that's not working that's not working at all and I feel like with technology and society becoming so individualized and just us being so disconnected it is so so normalized to bury our past and bury our wounds and to just forget about it and suppress and that's not helping us. That's not helping us mentally and that's not helping us physically. So if you have these food wounds or these body wounds and you're like, I don't know what to do. You've been trying diet after diet. You want to be healthy. Your doctors tell you to lose weight. Um, Whatever's coming up for you, whatever you've been experiencing and you're just like, what the fuck do I do? I would love to work with you i do currently work with one-on-one clients again i've only worked with a handful of clients but i've had so many amazing discoveries with each individual person and i would love to help you heal along your food journey and your body journey and feel confident in your body and get to a place where you really honor and respect your body and yourself so you can live a healthy happy life and feel fulfilled and be happy and grateful and not feel ashamed or like a victim anymore so if this interests you i am taking on one-on-one clients you can apply to work with me in the show notes a link in the show notes um, or on my website justinpoustoncom coaching i believe um and you can work with me one-on-one i work with clients one-on-one three months and six months Um, And basically, we'll assess what is the best timeline for you in your food healing journey. So that's why I'm, you know, that's why I do what I do. And I hope that you had some eye-opening perspectives today listening to this podcast and have a new view on this, in quotes, obesity epidemic. Because again, if it was that easy, it wouldn't be a problem. And here we are, it's getting worse over time. So we need to shift gears. And I'm so passionate about this and helping you guys heal in particular because each client, I help heal the relationship with food in their bodies. They have a ripple effect with the people in their lives and they help those around them and helping people you love be confident and happy in their bodies and feel less stress around food. And, you know, less worry and that's what I want for the world is for us to all heal our relationships with food so that we don't have to deal with this shit anymore (laughs) like I would love it for like my my future daughters in particular but also my future sons and all my nieces and nephews to never have to experience the like self-hatred and body checking and worrying about my body Mm -hmm and the dieting and the self-esteem like the low self-esteem and the negative self-talk i hope that i abolish that within you know myself and my sisters and just like everyone like my age group who's like about to be a new parent or is a parent and then them have this whole healthy relationship with food and pass that down for generations to come and that's how we're going to heal as a society with our health that's the only way it's going to work we can't just expect everyone to go on diets forever because i want you to also remember that a percentage of the population they are intuitive eaters they just don't call themselves that we're born intuitive eaters. This is a natural way of being, but we lose it through all of the noise of diet culture. And that's what I'm trying to break through with this podcast and with my clients and with my content and with pretty much everything I live and breathe, because it took so much of my life and energy and self-esteem and growth. It took so much from me. And compared to other people, it didn't take nearly as much from me as it did them, but I don't wanna see this happening anymore. So if you're ready to take the step and heal your relationship with food, hit me up. Um, If you aren't sure about one-on-one coaching, I am offering group coaching, so you can get on the wait list for that as well to get early bird um, signups. The price is gonna be really, really, really affordable. Um, as well as the food journal 2.0. By the time this episode is out, is already. <laughs> I keep calling it different things. The food journal volume two is already released by the time this episode is out, and there may still be a sale going on. I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, the new food journal is out, so snag one of those if you would like to feed, like start seeing. Hey, what the heck is this intuitive eating thing about? What is <laughs> what does she do with people? And yeah, that's pretty much it for me today, guys, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye!